0: crossed the 300 threshold, although episode 300 has yet to be released, so what's the deal? What is going on? And I think you've probably sensed by now, and of course I have publicly stated it a few times I think, but the plan is to definitely to wind down the podcast, it's just a matter of figuring out the timing, and we still have a few episodes left, like there's a little bit of juice Left in the podcast, so don't unsubscribe, don't move on, not just yet. You still got some really great stuff. There's an interview I've recorded before leaving Penticton, <laughs> I which I guess it would have been July. I don't know how it got to be October. It's, it's crazy. Anyway, great interview. Like, since then, I've been to Chilliwack, Seattle, Vancouver, where I've sort of stayed or lived in those areas. I think it's no coincidence, no accident that we are looking at winding down Music Entrepreneur HQ at the same time. Uh, if you haven't started at least gradually moving yourself over to contentmarketingmusician.com, then I would definitely suggest doing that because we've already started publishing updates there. And for the time being, it's going to be weekly updates. But I suspect there's going to be quite a few more. Uh, It's always tough with projects like these, you know. Music Entrepreneur HQ for a long time was kind of my infinity project. It's like this thing could go on forever and we could keep adding to it. And, you know, I often felt the same way about the podcast. And I definitely emphasize consistency and work ethic. It's what I teach others to do. So sometimes it's an obligation. But I think most of the time it's actually I feel the freedom. To be able to publish on a consistent basis because I'm a big believer in it. Things do sometimes go sideways though. The unexpected does happen. I think I've been very good through the years. Maybe not this year, but definitely do that. 2016, probably all the way up to about 2022. There were a couple of breaks in there, but pretty good at sticking to my word and being consistent and publishing episodes at least on a weekly basis. I published when I was sick. I published when I was traveling. I published when I was staring out of Airbnbs. I published when there were personal challenges and obstacles to overcome. Very, very, very few things have ever stopped me. (laughs) But I think I'm starting to realize... If some of this stuff hits you all at once versus like one challenge at a time, it's just it's it's a completely different ballgame. And so I think I wouldn't even say in the last year, I think I've had the opportunity to experience quite a bit of stability. It's actually been in the last few weeks where things have kind of turned upside down in a way. But everything that shows up shows up for a reason. It's never by accident. It's like we get to experience these lessons, and they're showing up at the appropriate time. And, and really, it's a matter of like doing the digging. Why is this happening now? What am I supposed to learn from it? And trust me, like sometimes when hardship occurs, like that's the furthest from your mind. That's that's the last thing you want to do is try to figure out. What in the Sam Hill's going on and what you're supposed to make of it? So what has been hard about the last few weeks? And of course, you know, the pop, the podcast not being published spree began considerably earlier than that. So I, I suppose there's a little bit of an explanation order in that regard. But in the last few weeks, you know, everything was going pretty swimmingly up until me driving out to Calgary to play a gig with a generalized, the Deaf Leppard Tribute band. And not like that was a bad thing. I, I think it was actually a great little trip and I don't even know why, but like I do sometimes find myself or catch myself daydreaming about going on more road trips. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like I'm a bit tired and fatigued from doing it. Yet. And yet, there's the part of me that's also kind of excited to continue on that path, which is kind of looking like what I need to do. Anyway, you know, I think I'm very sensitive to altitude, you see. And I've noticed this more so in the last couple times I've gone between Vancouver and Calgary. And really looking back, it makes sense. When I was a kid, I'd ride a plane and my ears hurt and I just couldn't do anything about it and so for several years it was like yeah I know we need to go on a plane to go visit Canada or I know we need to go on a plane to go back to Japan but like it really I just hate how painful it is that air pressure and eventually what I figured out was If I pinched my nose and blew, it would release the tension. It would release the pressure. And so many things in life are like that. They hurt, they're painful, they're difficult, and you keep doing them over and over for years sometimes until you figure out that, oh, actually, there's a solution. (laughs) But that does not mean necessarily that some of your sensitivities ever go away. So I think the main thing being... I could live in either Vancouver or Calgary. It makes no difference. It would just mean i have to spend a little bit of time getting used to the environment and the altitude. Calgary is higher. It's about a 1,000 meters above sea level. And Vancouver is much lower. It's basically at sea level. So this may or may not have anything to do with what I'm about to share with you. But I think it plays at least a minor part in it. And that's the fact that... And this may also be because I ended up bumping my head because I was staying in a suite in Calgary where the ceilings were a little low. It wasn't like I banged it super hard, and it. but it did hurt for a moment. The next morning, I woke up with eye floaters. There can be a lot of reasons for eye floaters. There can be a lot of reasons for having a cough or sneezing. In this case... It does not appear to be anything serious and it has been gradually getting better even as I look into the possibility of booking some time with with a doctor but that was strange and unusual and unexpected and you know I didn't panic I think sort of my anxiety training kicked in where you simply don't react to symptoms you realize things are always going on in your body and it's true right like Sometimes you have spasms. Why do you have spasms? I don't know. I'm sure they can explain it scientifically, but I've never looked into it. Or why does your eye twitch? Which they say is due to stress. But the body goes through all kinds of things throughout the day. And if you were to obsess over them, like you, you would be in a very... <laughs> you, you could be in a very bad place, I guess. You could feel very anxious about it. But if you're like, oh, you know, things come and go. My body's going to do what it's going to do you really find yourself reacting less and stressing less about what comes and goes. Don't get me wrong, of course there's time to be rushed to the hospital and to go into emergency and all that kind of stuff, but that is one of the benefits, at least for me, of anxiety training, was recognizing that I really didn't need to react to whatever was going on in my body, and in fact, doing so sort of made me focus on the negative or what could happen versus just letting it be letting it do whatever it was going to do but i still have my moments i I still had a moment where i was like oh man like this sucks i'm kind of scared and what if this is permanent what if it gets worse like i said it's not getting worse it's getting better it's gradually clearing up but i think what i realized was yeah this has been probably been building up for a little while it's time to cleanse it's time to turn to the, the natural remedies I'm pretty well versed in cleansing and anti-inflammatory foods and supplements and all that kind of stuff. And now's really the opportunity to go and apply some of the stuff that I've learned so that I can get myself back on track health wise. So either way, I guess that needed to happen. It was just unexpected and you don't always plan for these things to come up. Next thing I was told by my landlord, although it was really never a permanent arrangement, that I would have to leave in two weeks so I got to stay at that place for a total of eight weeks which is really not a loss it's not the end of the world this year I've not stayed anywhere for less than a month it definitely creates enough of a space for me to be able to make a transition to another Airbnb or another home or wherever it is I happen to be going still not the ideal situation that I have to leave now in (laughs) I don't think I have two weeks now it's Probably more like nine days. But at least I've put some feelers out. I'm about to get an application signed and sent off today. A rental agreement. Let's see. We'll see. Not a rental agreement, but an application. Uh, we'll see what comes up. But I think I've managed to be very creative and scrappy to this point. I'm sure I can figure it out again if I had to. So the housing situation in Vancouver is just... It's just unreal okay like that's all I can say about it I want to be here I want to stay here and yet the right opportunities just do not appear to be popping up but I'm keeping a positive mindset around that because I think that's the only way that's all you can do it might be a little more difficult for someone to understand I mean I'm sure touring musicians get this <laughs> I'm sure they do but it might be harder for little for other people who generally stay in one spot or generally operate out of one home or one city or one neighborhood, whatever the case might be, to understand like how much psychic energy this ultimately ends up taking up, going from one place to the next. And so, when you kind of have an interruption in places that you're staying at, you you realize like, okay, if I've got two weeks really now is not the time to get started on anything major it's mostly a time to like start packing up start looking for places to go start making plans and figuring out where you're going next and those types of interruptions happened far more frequently last year than this year and yet somehow i was publishing quite frequently last year although i think i took a break and uh I think it was from May to September last year, which was also very needed. You know, and no sooner did I hear this news that I'd have to move out that I got a migraine. Any connection? Ah, maybe. I mean, I wasn't feeling great about it. I was feeling a little stressed, and I was like, oh my God, like, what did I do wrong for this situation to occur? And I think really it was just the landlord didn't necessarily have very tactful way of relaying the message and so it could have been said better but it was said the way it was said and that's that. And then more of the practical side of things Like I think I've started going a little bit easier on myself and I think the reason for that is because I really I find it more important than ever to see the big picture like previously it might have been about outpacing and outworking people and publishing more content and doing more things than the other guys doing I got really tired of pumping tires that constantly needed to be pumped up it's almost like there's always a leak there somewhere and I couldn't figure out where or what it was and so week after week I'd have to keep pumping these tires and pumping these tires and pumping these tires you know recognizing that at least on a financial level it was not doing anything near what I hoped it would do it's all well and good to generate passive revenue streams i've proven to myself that i can do it and have done it and continue to see some money roll in here and there but when it becomes this massive operation and especially one that you're doing with a small team you really you know you really have to weigh whether it's something that's worthwhile and so that's the mode that i've been in more so nowadays Rather than rushing into new projects, because I kind of have a habit of starting far too many, even now, things just kind of come to me, and I'm like, I have to make this. But if if this year had gone my way, like productivity, performance, profits, black book would have been done months ago. Now, don't get me wrong. There's many components to go with the book. There's bonuses. There's the sales funnel. There's sales copy. There's videos big chunks of this are done but there's still quite a bit more to do so a a book is no longer just a book at least in the era that we're in if you want to do anything with it that might amount to something more financial or adding more value to people really is where my head's at and i think the thing that i've become increasingly more fascinated or more interested in lately is finishing things i noticed recently how like cutting expenses freed up energy Like, unsubscribing from services, it made me realize, like, now that I'm unsubscribed for them, I'm not thinking about them anymore. And so less energy is taken up, less mental and psychic energy is taken up by that thing, freeing it up to be used in other places. And I think this is pretty much exactly what happened when I sold my home many years ago, about 10 years ago now so I think I'm far more interested in like making an inventory of what's not complete, what did I promise to create that I have not created, and delivering on those things and I'm aware of definitely more than a few, and it is also a matter of like, what do I just say, you know, sorry I'm not going to do this, I said I was going to do it, and now I know for sure I'm not going to do it, so there could be a few things like that too, but for the most part I'm really looking on looking at like how can I deliver and I would say that's the whole thing about content too like I want to make sure that we have a presence and I want to make sure that's created like content really is the the main way that we've built our business through the years and while those results tend not to show up short term they definitely do long term but I think in previous months and I have a new plan as far as content's concerned, but in in previous months, it was just sort of like, well, that gets in the way of me finishing the thing that I've already committed to finishing. So why write a blog post or why make a video or why record another podcast episode when this other big domino project is waiting for me? So I definitely had a little bit of that going on too. I guess you could say I've also been going easier on myself in the sense that, and this is just purely experimentation out of curiosity. My my Mondays through Thursdays tend to be pretty packed. It's it's hustle, hustle, hustle most of the time getting stuff done for clients and participating in my leadership program and side projects and coaching calls and meetings. All that tends to happen Monday through Thursday. So now, you know, today's Friday and I'm driving to a grocery store and running some errands like I'm kind of keeping it low-key and I think last week or at least last Friday I just laid in bed for the full day too because I felt like I really needed that so that is now a matter of experimentation where previously I was like I'm excited it's Friday I can go work on my business now and I always had high hopes for what I could accomplish but rarely if ever got more done than maybe a podcast episode or something like that But that sort of experimentation, you know, some things will appear a little bit different or a little bit scary, and you might resist change. But this type of experimentation tends to be very worthwhile because you're adapting to a new set of circumstances. It's not like everything always stays the same all the time. It doesn't work like that. We've seen a huge technological revolution this year, and... AI is more and more becoming accepted and everybody's using it. Now, don't get me wrong, any chucklehead can use AI to create content now. So, if everybody has an article called, you know, 10 ways to become a better guitarist, who cares? Because everybody has the same article effectively written by AI. So, that's not going to make a difference anymore in terms of content. Like, now is the time that to raise the bar, because the bar has been raised by others, you have to start bringing your soul to your content. You have to start bringing your stories, and your opinions, and your understanding and your lessons. And without that, like you do not have a unique piece of content anymore. So, the the bar that AI has set for us is low. But what it has done is it is now any chucklehead who uses AI to build their content is not going to get anywhere you now have to bring yourself to the content more than ever and that's what's going to make a difference so you heard me talk about winding things down and you're probably going okay david like what's the whole thing about winding down like what is actually happening and what are your plans moving forward well look like i said this podcast has some juice left so don't go anywhere don't unsubscribe. stay on for now still got a few more things to share with you and and we think they're pretty great but do I think that in the absence of this show new things are going to be coming to fill the void pretty quickly? Yes I do and in fact I've recorded quite a few audios already that I plan to use as podcast episodes and which might even allow us for daily publishing now there's always kind of a downside to that in that does take up a portion of one's day but I think the sooner we can kind of streamline and delegate the process the sooner that's going to be a sustainable model for us to use and I'm planning to do something similar with YouTube as well although I think it's starting to look like maybe I should build multiple channels we managed to get Music Entrepreneur HQ up to about 500 subscribers and that's without putting like a ton of emphasis on our social media presence like ever we really focused on content and then sharing out clips and pieces of that content out in social media and youtube and elsewhere that's the way we did things before but i think youtube is going to be huge in a way that it hasn't been even though it's really kind of one of the biggest things out there right now i mean tiktok is exceeding youtube in a way. But I don't think YouTube is going anywhere. But I think, most importantly, like I'm learning from my mistakes. Music Entrepreneur HQ, I mean, just let me put it like it is. It's a failed content business. Now, people always say, well, success is a matter of you choosing what success looks like. I agree. And failure is also choosing what you what you say failure is I can't say that it was a bad experience I can't I can't even say that it was an unmitigated disaster it was not that but it also never generated a full time income for me so that gives you a pretty good idea why we stayed with a small team all these years is because it just didn't make sense to add a whole bunch of other components into a situation where we couldn't reliably predict on on that type of revenue to be coming in to have people be like full-time for example and so I, I consider myself fortunate like I'm actually really grateful that we were able to generate income in so many different ways we did guest posts and sponsored posts and advertising. And of course, we did ebooks and books and courses and academies and pretty much anything that we put out, even if it was never popular, at least sold a few, which always let us know that, like, you know, we're doing something that people care about, but not on a scale where, you know somebody's going to go out there and share and help make it go viral or anything like that. Like, we're not so loved that not we did not have a, such a loyal... Even if it was just a small, loyal group of fans that helped us get things out there and share, like, we, ne- we didn't really have that. We just had people who were like, this is really good, and, like, I need to keep this on my radar. You know, and I guess... In retrospect, that should have been a sign. Like, I think I'm realizing... Well, I feel like I'm realizing a little too late. All the lessons are perfect exactly when they show up. But it sort of feels like I'm realizing a little bit too late that I probably should have switched over to another content business. And in fact, maybe should have kept multiple content business experiments going at the same time. Which is what I originally had. Before I ever decided to focus almost exclusively on music entrepreneur hq i had multiple content sites and i ended up redirecting all of them over to music entrepreneur hq one by one when i realized you know i just put out a book it's doing well it's sold better than any other info product i've ever created so why wouldn't i pour more of myself into this and i'm not saying that was a mistake And obviously at the time, it was the clear winner above anything else that I had launched. And people knew me as a musician and associated me as a musician. I find it really interesting that I talked to some of my friends and they're like, I know you as the musician. And I'm like, okay. And how many times have you seen me perform? Never, exactly. You've seen me play guitar, I know that. But you've never seen me perform and yet you have this association with me that I'm a musician. And (laughs) not to say that I'm not, like, I am. I am absolutely a musician, and I I love making music and recording music and performing live and all that kind of stuff. But if you looked at my day-to-day, pretty big chunks of it, 80% of it for sure, doesn't have anything to do with music except for maybe the content itself relates to the music business in some way, shape, or form that's just a thing about perception, right? Sometimes we're not even aware of how people see us or understand us. Some people see me as a writer. Some people see me as a healer. Some people see me as a community builder. Some people see me as an entrepreneur. These are all positive things as far as I'm concerned. I think I sort of gave up trying to explain to people what I do and instead just tell them I'm a full-time writer at this point. But one thing has kind of been pretty apparent to most people I meet. They're like, oh, you're like a mad creative type. You seem to be like an author or you you must be a musician. So that seems to come across pretty much anywhere I go. So I think moving forward, really the the plan is to... I think I'm still going to launch more content business. It's interesting that... Like, here in the age of AI, people thought content was going to be irrelevant in any way. It's actually the complete opposite, isn't it? Like, now more than ever, we want human written content. And now more than ever, you have to create the type of content that's actually going to get you noticed versus the same article that everyone has on their website already. But I think from now on, it's sort of... I don't even know how long I should wait see if something is going to pop or not. But if I was publishing at an especially aggressive schedule, I'm not sure I would give something more than three years. If it was more of a lazy schedule, you know, weekly podcast or something like that, then I could see myself giving it five to ten years. But if I was publishing daily, like, I think I would expect to see something happen in the first two to three years. And it's not that I wouldn't necessarily give it more. I've given a lot of myself to passions that didn't necessarily have huge financial upsides or incentives to them and so there is a time and place for passion projects, that's all I can say about that but I think when you launch a content business you want that to be your focus, you want that to be clear, at least for you and to make sure that you understand who you're talking to and who your target audience is and all that kind of stuff So that's my update for now. I see a lot of great stuff coming here in the near future. So definitely keep an eye on your inbox or start checking in at contentmarketingmusician.com more frequently because you're going to start to see new stuff pop up. I'm excited about what's to come. We are preparing for a live event in January in Victoria, BC as well. So you might want to start making your travel plans for that that's my update for today so thanks for listening and i'll see you again soon thank you for listening music in this episode was brought to you by brian young wherever you're listening to this right now please consider leaving a five-star review and comment to help us get the word out about the podcast